0: I'm Andy Wilson, and I'm a mindfulness mentor, and I'd like to address some of the misconceptions about meditation and mindfulness. So I've had a lot of experience teaching now, and these are some of the issues that I'm asked about, and I've had a lot of interesting and humorous discussions. So one of the first things I'm always asked is, can meditation be harmful or dangerous? So meditation in itself isn't harmful. However, if you've got something going on right now, or you're depressed, or you're grieving, some kind of mental disturbance, then it might not be the right time for you. When you meditate, you become very aware of your mental and emotional processes. And for this reason, in my training, I always ask for information about you before you join any courses or retreats. And that will advise me of any particular circumstances that you're experiencing, so that I can be sensitive to your needs and support you in the right way. Meditation enables us to turn inwards and look at what's going on in our minds. And so it's usually a very healthy and enlightening experience. But if you're in a particularly sensitive and fragile place in your life, then it might be unwise to meditate, particularly in groups. Many people come to me for one to ones to help them with issues. And in these situations, meditation has proved very beneficial. So if I don't want to meditate, do I have to? Do I have to meditate to become mindful? Well, no, but it's very difficult to be aware of how one can change one's mind and practice letting go of destructive habits without the process of noticing and observing our minds, which happens with most clarity in meditation. Once you've meditated, then practicing mindfulness in your daily life is so much easier. So see meditation as the laboratory and out of meditation as the fieldwork. If we really want to change habits, then regular meditation sessions, which need only be between 10 and 20 minutes, keep the practice alive. It's like practicing a musical instrument. If we want to be proficient, we need to keep practicing. So one of the other things people are concerned about is we know it stems from Buddhist teachings, although it's been around for even longer Meditation has been around for thousands and thousands of years. So it's not specifically religious and for sure you don't have to become a Buddhist to practice it. Meditation exists as a reflective and contemplative practice in all religions. and As a method of mind training it requires nothing except an open mind. So it was the Buddha, which literally means awake, who popularized it as a mental training that anyone could do. And today, just like yoga, people practice meditation for many reasons. Well-being, mental and physical health, stress management to increase focus and concentration. If it makes you want to become a Buddhist or a pagan goddess, then that's entirely up to you. But we do not approach meditation as a spiritual exercise, but as a profound method a personal development and as an extremely effective tool for managing our thoughts and emotions so some people think that meditation is just a relaxation technique because it enables us to calm down brain chatter and release stress and tension but do be aware that it's also a method for increasing self-awareness and making personal change if you wish it will entirely depend on your experience and practice you are in control not it so if you're coming to one of the courses with a hope that you're going to become psychic and perhaps levitate or do some yogic flying, then don't come to any of mine. It's highly unlikely that the practice of meditation fitted into your ordinary lives will enhance any kind of that psychic sensitivity. Uh, there are stories of meditators who spend long periods of time in meditation retreats achieving high levels of mental stability and sensitivity. However, the majority of us manage to include it as a part of our lives and get out of it what we put in. One of the side effects of meditation is that it makes you more empathic and tuned into others. So we experience stronger connection and feel more compassion for our fellow human beings. That could be called a little bit psychic. So once when I was a school teacher One of the parents of the children I was teaching said they didn't want their little Johnny to meditate because it lets the devil in. And they didn't want their child emptying their mind. So, what about that? Well, the mind is a stage. See it as a stage for our thoughts and emotions. See it more like a theatre. And meditation enables you to be the director. Taking control and guiding what happens there. You don't empty your mind and what is revealed are simply aspects of your own mind. You're not opening the door to let anything in. It's all inside already. The mind is not an empty house that anyone can squat in. It's a stream of consciousness personal to you that has many imprints from our past conditioning. What we're doing in meditation is challenging some of these negative and destructive imprints or ways of thinking that have become harmful habits to ourselves and others. So if you find the devil in there, it's nobody else's. It's just your mind. Now one of the other questions that are always raised about meditation is you see people sitting there with their eyes shut. It looks like they're running away from reality and they're not helping anybody. You associate it with the idea of a hippie. And it's not for ordinary people, whatever that means. So as sensory beings, we're constantly in a state of distraction, which actually often avoids looking at reality. Shopping, leisure activities, relationships can all be used to escape reality. So taught and practiced correctly, meditation would lead you to know yourself and become more effective in your behavior and life choices. It's a mistake to judge people who meditate and label them when you haven't tried it for yourself. Meditation actually enables you to see how we project onto others and releases us from these kind of judgments and criticism. You get lots of funny experiences when you're a school teacher. Once when I started to offer meditation in lunch times, I suddenly had a horde of teenagers hoping that it was some kind of free and legal high. They were a bit disappointed because they were trying so hard. Uh, Meditation can lead to a variety of experiences depending on your state of mind. Sometimes it can feel frustrating, sometimes very blissful. It's best to have no expectations and each time will be a little different. It's not a miracle cure so all your problems won't disappear but it will be a useful tool to manage difficulties and issues. The problems will always come in life, but you'll learn to manage them differently and learn from them rather than becoming a victim of them. So another criticism of meditation is that it can seem rather selfish. You're just sitting there on your own, separating yourself from others and getting all calm and quiet while the world goes haywire around you. What mindfulness teaches us is actually, it makes us more aware of ourselves and enables us to make positive and beneficial changes to ourselves. A doctor is best equipped to help others if they themselves are healthy, after all. In the same way, when we've developed mental and emotional stability, we'll be more effective in helping others. So I hope that's helped you address some of those concerns you might have had it's really not scary although if you've never looked at your own mind for sure you're going to find some surprises there but I think you'll find it's an enlightening experience in all meanings of the word